Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Hello and welcome to the 335th episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. How you uh, how you recovering? Yeah, pretty good. Um, so yesterday we held, uh, we hosted Gordon's birthday party, his second birthday party. His birthday is not on this weekend. It's actually on Wednesday this week. But, um, you know, of course, got to do events on it's the weekend diva. so people can actually come through. What were you about to ask? I said he's a diva. So he's oh, a oh yeah. Early. Yeah, yeah. He needed an early so that way we can also, we can also celebrate on the day because, you know, he's going to want to celebrate on the day. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Lena Lena planned a hundred percent of this uh, of this birthday party. I took part in effectively nothing, um, and uh, you know she had a lot of help from her mom, um, and like I helped with some some small things, but like most of that stuff was all Lena. You know all the shirts that she made. You know she's she did each of those shirts herself, um, or you know how did she do those help shirts? Her mom. So she has a Cricut machine, and what, she basically. What is that? So Cricut Machine is like, they, it could do a whole bunch of different things, but they're called, it's called a Cricut Maker. And if you ever go to like Joann's or Michael's or anything, you'll see like, you'll see like a couple specialty devices that could do certain things. And apparently the Cricut is quite popular. You basically, it, it basically is this like precision cutter and it can cut designs into, um, it can cut specific shapes and designs that you dictate on your computer. Now you can get like pre-made uh, like jpegs or maybe not jpegs i can't remember the format the file format is that you have to use with it but um you can you can get pre-made images or you can pay for them because i think that's the, the other kind of quote-unquote gimmick of it you can design your own images but um you can also go through their store and pay for like you know a dollar for this uh microtransaction effectively to get access to a specific image that you can print it and you, when it prints i mean it can do a, it can do a variety of things but the the way lane has used it a lot is basically she gets this um cricket paper and it will um you like unroll it and you put it into this maker and it basically will cut these shapes into that paper and uh, when you remove it, you basically take that paper and you kind of lift it off the the cut at the cut portions, and then you could take that and iron it onto a shirt. And so that's how Lena made those shirts. She basically used what's called the they have a something called an infusible ink. They also have like what's effectively a sticker. You know, you kind of like you know a, a normal like graphic tee that has like the texture. Oh, okay. You know, you can feel it right. You know, like an NBA jersey or like the the old jerseys from like soccer yeah. or basketball or something you'd play play with as a kid. It's basically that, right? It's just that type of material. They iron it on and it sticks. And so she's made a lot of shirts for us over the last like two years with that. But she's also okay. like they have more advanced stuff, and it's called the infusible ink. So you get their special shirts, and then you get, which is like a kind of I guess like mostly like a polyester type of shirt, and then their infusible ink, which is that same type of paper. However, when you use that, when you do the iron on, it it transfers the ink to the shirt, which is a you know oh. fairly convenient way of having it. And then you know just lasts a lot longer. Yeah. So, so are yeah. Are expensive? Yeah, they are. They uh, they're you oh, know a couple couple hundred dollars. They have a few different versions of them as well. Um, but it sounds like and, you're getting good use out of it. Yeah, she's definitely made a, a lot of use out of it. And like, she's only really scratched the surface of the things that you could do with it. Apparently, like, there's other like it's so what's in there is like a it's basically like an exacto knife, and you could you, you're supposed to like periodically replace the knife, the blade, because it gets dull over time, and you need to make sure that it stays sharp so that I can cut the paper properly because. 
eventually you might notice that as you try to print your design, there might be like, it might not be cutting properly, but you can also put in like markers in there and you could put like a paper in there or something like that. And so it can draw designs onto paper. Um, there are people who I think also print stuff that they can then put, you know, like the, uh, what is it? What was it called? Um, the fat heads, mm, like, you yeah. know, you can get like the NBA players or whatever, like uh, printed and stick to your wall. Well, of course, like, you know, so maybe not, of course, but the, this cricket maker is, it's fairly small in terms of what the size of papers that it can actually print. So you wouldn't be able to print anything that large with it, but you can, you know, just say like eight and a half by 11, like, you know, like standard size piece of paper, or maybe a little bit longer than that can go in there and you can print that out and then you could stick that to the wall too, or, or a window. So you can be extremely creative with it. People have like pretty uh, large YouTube channels, apparently, um, you know, describing the things that they've designed with this. Um, but yeah, so all that aside, Lane had made some shirts, the, uh, the backdrop to that, like photo, like that red carpet photo, uh, spot thing. She okay. also, she also did, uh, she, all that was cricket. So she, she made that herself. Wow. Um, so it definitely took a lot of time, but then mm -hmm. of course, like finding the venue, which was in Philly, um, it's at, it's at the park. Oh gosh, I can't even remember the name of the park. It's like Smith Memorial park in, in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's like, you know, this giant house like, what, what is this? It's like, it's like this big outdoor park. And the funny thing is like, we spent so much time in that area that I never got a chance to actually take Gordon down to the park and play um his grandpa took him down for a little bit but he honestly didn't get that much time down there we when we first checked out the venue like three or four weeks ago it started pouring rain like five five ten minutes into our time there so he got very little time that day as well so i'll have to take him back at some point before we move but yeah so laying a plan all this stuff um had like what would you spell like 20 20 to 30 people there i think Seems i can't like i can't it. say i think around like 20 people that were there um, yeah, Good su people. Su super grateful that you guys drove all the way out for that. That was really nice. Um, yeah, happy to. And it was kind of like you know, uh, obviously Gordon's birthday was the event, but you know he's only two. Um, he he still doesn't know most of these people. Uh, he can barely recall like you know. I don't want to say that. He could you know. It's just it. He he doesn't know most of these people. You know. So most mostly it's like a celebration right. of Gordon by people who he's know a two -year -old. us. Right. Yeah. It's like people who know us who are celebrating Gordon. But of course, this, you know, we're in our last month here now. So it was also a good opportunity to see a lot of uh, a lot of friends and family before we move because we might not be able to get to see everyone again, you know, in person. So, you know, I'm not sure if I'll be able to get this if I will get the opportunity to see you in person again before we move. So, um, you know, it was good to be able to, yeah. to see people. And of course, I'm going to make every effort I can to see to see people. Um, but, yeah, but you the, never know. Re the reality is a reality, right? Yeah, you guys exactly. Are gonna be busy, you're a right. month away. Exactly. It is what it is. I think yeah. that's that's one of the reasons why we're like, you know what? We should definitely go. Yeah. Um, on top of all the other reasons, just to be like, you know, time is not of the essence, but it's just you're. This is the closest you'll be, possibly ever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so. Yeah, it was great to see everyone. I, I think Gordon enjoyed himself. I enjoy. I, I I definitely enjoyed myself. I know Lena did. Um, and I think just like all events, you know, especially when you're like, you know, one of the well, once again, I, like a, once again, repeat, I had very little to do with the planning of this. But when you're one of the people who are kind of like coordinating or you're you're helping, you know, run the show, so to speak, um, the time goes really quickly <laughs> because like it was over just like that. So yeah. Um, but yeah, you also didn't have long in the venue. Like, 
yeah, you know, it felt like we had a, you know, on paper, it seemed like we had a long time, but really in, in reality, it just wasn't that long. It's like, you got to set up by the time everything was really set up. It was already right. like 4, 15, 4, 30. Um, and it was all over by six. So yeah, not, not a ton of time really. Um, yeah, but I definitely enjoyed it. I, 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 yeah, again, I think, I think Gordon enjoyed it too. It took him a while to warm up to everybody. But, it did, um, but he ended up warming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was able to. You guys were able to bribe him with uh, with some cookies, which is which yeah. is good. You know, got to spend some time with Gordon because you you you've met him before, but you didn't really. It's been a long time. Like when you first met him, I want to say he was probably like three months old. Yeah. Like you met yeah. him. You met him. You guys brought us some diapers, and it was uh, it was probably it was probably like October of 2019. Like it's been a long time. I think so. It was yeah. obviously pre-COVID exactly so and um yeah and he didn't he wasn't with me that time that that we met up at that park um you know uh was like not a year ago i can't recall exactly when it was but when we met up at that one park with uh and you guys uh drove with oliver i think it was actually around was it around thanksgiving or so maybe that sounds right sounds right but i don't remember it being cold out that's the only thing it's the only thing, thing that sounds off about it mm. um yeah whatever you know, to that end, it was nice to see you guys uh, and see a much growner, not growner, but a much more grown up. Yeah. Gordon. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, again, the last time you saw him, you probably couldn't even roll over. <laughs> so seeing him literally running around and just being as, uh, as, as inquisitive as he is. I guess was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you've heard a lot of stories about Gordon, you know, you know a lot about Gordon, but you haven't seen him in forever. And so right. being able to just kind of see like, ah, oh, yeah, this is, this is the little monster who's, uh, <laughs> who's running the show here. Right, right, right. So it was, it was nice. Um, and he is, a, obviously he's a very, very sweet kid, very cute kid. And, uh, yeah, it was nice to interact with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, t- uh, last night we came back. Um, he was sleeping in the car up until like I don't know how far it was, how far we were from home, because like an, it's like an hour drive back from there. And um, as soon as I go back, he was awake. So I took him upstairs. You know, it's like it's it's past his bedtime. It's like eight o'clock. So I tried to get him to go to bed, but he just wouldn't go to sleep. He just cried. He was wailing for his mom, who she she, she drove her car. We had to take multiple multiple cars to this event, and she had to stop for gas. So it took her like half an hour longer to get back home. And for about 25 of those 30 minutes, he was just wailing for, for his mom. And um, I'm just trying to get him to settle down and go to sleep. Um, she finally got back home. She went up to the room. And, and like he's been really, um, I don't know, fun, funny about be- about bedtime lately. He just doesn't really want to sleep. He wants to cry for, for his mom. Then when she comes, he just wants to play or like stomp all over her, do whatever he does. Just sits there with his eyes wide open. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's, it's legitimately been taking him like taking us like two to three hours to get him to go to sleep some nights. Wow. So yeah, that's, that's yeah it's too much. Bit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I came down, I was, I was going to try to do the dishes, but Lana's mom insisted that she was going to clean up and that we should get our rest. So I, I went to bed at like 11 last night. Um, Lena was all same boat. She was just sleep around the same time. So yeah. And then Gordon, you know, despite him you know, taking forever, forever for us to get him to go to bed. He did eventually go to sleep before midnight. And so it, that's, that's like extremely late for him. So he slept in a bit today. Normally he wakes up at around six. He woke up at like eight today. Wow. 
So, so you get a bit of a break. Yeah, it's the long. It's the latest I've been able to sleep in in a while. Like you know, being able to wake up to to like you know in the summer, you know, day start early, but being able to wake up to like a sun that's not just rising, was was uh was weird. It was nice though, and he was yeah. like super chill too. Like he woke up and it's 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 very 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 rare for us to wake up and hear him like not have him screaming or crying for somebody where he's mm-hmm. like terrified or whatever it is. He he would just relax. He was playing. He was looking out the window. I went in there, and usually when I go in there, he he the first face he wants to see in the morning is his mom's. So uh, it doesn't matter. Who, it doesn't matter. Yeah, if grandma goes in there, he's freaking out. If I go in there, not you know, it depends on the day, but freaking out. But uh, today I walked in there, he was just all smiles, just like, "Hey, it's great to see you, Dad. How you doing?" I was like, "Oh, this is two. This is uh, this is what two year old Gordon's like, huh? Or at least almost two year old Gordon." Um, but yeah, so. It was good. Nice. Yeah, it was good. Had a lot of leftovers, so we don't have to cook for a little bit. Food was good. Appreciate uh, what you guys uh, got us. It was, yeah, uh, it was delicious. Landis got her. She said she was going to write a review. Maybe I have to write the review. It's, it was a place called Pita Chip that she found in in uh, Philly. Uh, it's like a Mediterranean style place, and they do uh, well. Like it says, uh, I'm on the website now. Falafel and, and shawarma. Um, it it's I don't. I, I wasn't in there myself, but I think there's a lot of these like kind of made to order places where, mm-hmm. you know, the, the food, it's like, you know, buffet f- serving style food or whatever. What do, what do you, what do they call them? Like a Chipotle style places, like a cafeteria uh, style fast or something. Casual. Fast casual. So yeah, it's, it's like that, um, you know, uh, Cadoba Chipotle style, um, food, but just Mediterranean. So yeah, yeah. it was really good. Nice. I mean, it was, I felt like it was a hit, uh, not with, uh. What's it called? I like the baklava at the end too. That was a great touch. I never tried any. I don't even know if we have any. I gotta find some. You, you just reminded me. Yeah, you have the standard one, and you also have the uh, the, the one that's got the chocolate drizzle on it. So, mm, okay. if you have an opportunity to, you should definitely, definitely, definitely try to yeah, get some. Yeah, yeah, definitely. At least when I left, there were still like a couple of each, but I don't know if like obviously if yeah, it's uh, could be more the last one's leave, so somebody yeah. might have just snagged it. Yeah, it's very possible. High ticket items. Yeah, I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to see. Um, okay. Worst case scenario, we go back. I guess, right? Yeah, right. Uh, Lena said there was a there was a couple of locations, so I don't know like if there's like, a close location for you two, but there's. It looks like there's only two. I mean, unless this is a well, this is pita chip Philly, so maybe there's another like pita chip somewhere else because they only. I see Temple University and University City, mm. which is more like Penn. Okay. But, um, so what, yeah. so was like yesterday a good mix of like obviously family was it like work friends uh, uh, yeah other yeah friends? A, kind of a mix yeah some family um, mostly mostly laying aside for family uh, mm-hmm. but some like old work friends uh, college friends you um, some of Lena's friends a couple people couldn't make it uh, one of uh, oh my sister was there actually too my sister was there with her three kids um, I didn't even see when they left to be honest. I miss when they left. It was like, you know, sometimes people kind of just trickle out. It's difficult to say bye to everyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, definitely a good mix. Nice. It's like, it's really interesting thinking about this, like, you know, how how birthday parties will go in the future because there is a, definitely a shift. I mean, obviously, so not obvious, but for his first birthday, it was during the, the you know, the early days of COVID. It was, what, month three, month four of COVID. So we're, yeah. you know, more or less locked down. So we did a virtual birthday party for him. 
Um, People still didn't know how to do Zoom birthdays. Oh, dude. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just, hey, can we mute everybody? Please. Please. Yeah, can we can, mute everyone? Can you, can you stop talking, please? Yeah. Just a second, exactly. please. Um, yeah. So this year, it's different. You know, Gordon is much more self aware. He's more aware of the people around him and everything. But like, we're singing happy birthday to him, for instance, and he has no idea what's really happening. He was just eating that damn cake. Um, right. You like that cake. He really did. Yeah. Um, but next year and, 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 and successive birthdays after, I think will be much more of an affair for him specifically, not to say like, you know, things aren't designed for him, you know, the whole train theme, you know, he, he, he loves trains these days, but, um, you know, the, the, the people that are there, it's going to be more of his friends and, and less of our friends being there to celebrate him. And, uh, it'll only get more and more that way as he gets older, you know, by the time he's 10 years old. By the time he's ten years old, I, I doubt you're gonna be flying out to wherever we live to uh to see him <laughs> to see him for his tenth birthday. Yeah, but possibly. You, you may surprise me, I guess. Well, give me a reason to. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I mean that, that was really it. Um yeah. Um what was I gonna say? I was gonna say something else, but I can't recall what it was. But yeah. Anything on your end? Oh, oh, uh, here here we go. We didn't really get to talk about this yesterday. Right, we, we briefly mentioned it, but Lane and I saw Fast Nine. Oh, uh, okay. And you uh, talk about it. Yeah, I'm going to talk about it with you because <laughs> because uh, it was you know I I I've always enjoyed the Fast movies, but I think they're terrible movies still. Still, like I don't think they're they're designed to be you know these you know like they you, they'll be described they'll be described as like you know the. Uh, I guess like on par with like James Bond type of movie, you know, everyone's going to go see them or even like the Avengers. People are going to see them. They might not be the greatest movies in the world, but people are going to go see them. But I just feel like those other types of movies, you know, the, the, the Marvel movies and the, and the Bond movies are just at such a, like two tiers above fast in terms of plot. Are you kidding me? And writing. Yes. No, I'm not kidding. Two tiers above. Two tiers. (laughs) You want to talk about the last James Bond, essentially retconning the entire, like, uh, Daniel Craig history. All right, fine, fine, like, fine, 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 fine. Not two tiers, okay? All right, but they're above. All right, and uh, maybe I've I I've definitely enjoyed the movies, but man, like the like Fast Five, the the physics of that tank. It's a great movie. Love Fast Five. You know, this is Brazil and all, right? But uh, that I don't that, think there's a tank in Fast. Five. I said tank. I'm sorry. I said tank. I meant the uh, the bank vault. Uh, that's safe. What's your issue with that? The the fact that the, the <laughs> everything, the fact that the fact that that Brian and and uh, Dom killed like a whole bunch of people with that stupid yeah, vote. but this is Brazil. <laughs> Everyone knew about it beforehand. They got out the way, right. um, and the progressive got like crazier and crazier. Fast it was it Fast Six, Fury Six, whatever they advertised it as. That like fifty mile runway, uh, Fury Seven was that was that was a good movie. That was just a good movie. Um, Furious Seven was good. Fast Five. I, I, I feel like they should. I feel like they should have. As much as like I, I don't like ending things because somebody loses their life, or maybe I even feel like I don't have a problem with some with at times replacing the character. I do feel like they probably should have ended the series with Furious Seven because I don't like that was it. I think because it was so much better than a lot of the other movies. Eight and nine just didn't. They they they're just they don't compare with with seven. I think it depends on like what you're expecting from the franchise when you go in. I think that the moment I started to really appreciate Fast, the Fast and Furious franchise was... Alright, so Fast and Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, 
uh, Fast and Furious and Tokyo Drift, those are like sort of grounded in reality. You know, it's just like it's mostly yeah, street yeah, racing, right? They are, yeah. Okay, so those are street racing movies. Okay, fine. Um, cars are sort of grounded. But when you watched Fast Five and you're like, all right, in the opening scene of Fast Five where they're essentially robbing the train of those cars and then they drive right. that one car off of the cliff and they jump <laughs> off at the last second. Like, right. here's the thing. It's a movie, right? And right. so you just have to suspend disbelief and just say, all right, if this is the world that I'm living in, then you just have to, it's almost like accepting the rules of the game. If you don't accept the rules of the game, then you're not going to like the game. But if you can be like, all right, you know what? I'm okay with this. Then I think you're in a much better position. Uh, it's it, Right. It, it's similar to like uh, Mission Impossible, right? Like they nuked Moscow. Like, are we, <laughs> are we just going to like be okay with that? Probably not. But like, you know, they, they, they nuked the Red Square. And everyone's like, ah, you know, keep moving, whatever, whatever. Do what uh, you got to do. Yeah, exactly. Or like, um, even in James Bond, man, like you got cars that turn invisible, and we're just gonna be like, ah, oh, yeah, that that that's real. Mm, I don't know. Or like when they hijack that satellite. Uh, what was it? Tomorrow Never Dies with Halle Berry, where it's like, oh, we're just gonna hijack this super powerful satellite, shoot a laser from space. Some Call of and Duty storylines right, right there. Exactly. And so I think that, you know, if it's not your cup of tea, that's fine. But I don't know if, like, realism is something that you expect from action movies. No. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think they are. I just think that the – I guess like, they're just saying – they're just think, I don't know why it's so – I just feel like there's something about these Furious movies, the Fast movies, whatever you want to call them, that are just, like – they're just a level above in terms of ridiculousness. Like – the the shift i guess from driving to more like the actions the action heroes the one thing i found funny like the, the, i think my favorite part of fast 9 was uh well favorite parts were Tyrese and Ludacris because yeah. i just feel like their chemistry is just beyond anyone else's and i was reading um i was reading some reddit comments about the movie this morning and this this extends to kind of my 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 point I guess about Fury Seven is how Brian was just kind of the glue like there was there is no reason for Ludacris and Tyrese to be hanging out with Vin Diesel he didn't know them they were, they didn't know each other before Brian introduced them all um, a lot of these characters they just seem to be like these different groups it wasn't all Brian but it just it really flowed well through Brian like you know he was the he was the point guard of this team. And yeah. and with the and with a quarterback, whatever you want to, without without Brian, it's just it's it's a bit different. I thought like there was just like there was some stuff that was like fan service or just like oh this will get a, this will get a kick you know the audience will get a kick out of this like Cardi B B Cardi B being in the movie. Yeah, that was cool. That, that was that was weird to me because it didn't make any sense why she was there. Like why why why, why does because these these agents who just came through. Whatever I don't even remember what the country that guy that the the rich dude was supposed to be coming from, but like these agents who just came in in, in London came in to arrest Dom. They were they all know him. Like how, why why were they there? Did he give them the heads up beforehand? Like yo guys, I'm probably gonna get arrested before when I go in there, so make sure you're the you're the team that comes in to arrest me. Or yeah. uh, or Dom like Dom. <laughs> Dom grabbing hold of those chains in that silo where there's always like an instance in every one of these movies in the, in, like I think in the last three movies, there's been an instance where he looks at Letty and goes, tell whoever I love them. 
and uh, you know whatever, and then he he thinks he's going to make a sacrifice play for the team, and he somehow survives. But when he takes those chains and he he basically pulls apart this this massive concrete structure apart with his two with his bare arms, right. that Lena and I were literally laughing. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the, I think that's the point. It's just like. <laughs> I think like you know, family means that you the can do love it. for the love for family. Right. I think family just means that you can call upon these super superhuman feats of strength. That's he, that's he the lesson that I learned from that. Yeah, his love for family, except except for the fact that his except for his love for his brother, who he didn't give a chance to explain himself, and uh, and ex and exiled him from the family. I mean, for good reason, though. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, right. Yeah. Based on what based on what you knew at that time. That Seemed was like reasonable. a totally acceptable thing to do. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, "Go ahead, Dom." Yo, I was like, "Yo, fuck him up, Dom." <laughs> like, yeah. Yo, sh- you, you kick his ass in the race, and then you got to beat him down a little bit afterwards. Yeah, I understand that if it's not your cup of tea, it's not your cup of tea. Like, no, like I, I enjoy the movies, and I, I really particularly like, like criticizing them to you because I know that you really enjoy them, and it just makes me laugh. But, uh, <laughs> but this one in particular, just like. I was on board with most of them, but this one in particular, mm-hmm. Lane and I were just like laughing through a lot of parts of it. Yeah. I think the space thing is just funny because there's been talk for so long of like they've yeah. got the, the, the last frontier for them is space. And yep. they didn't do anything specifically or particularly hard or crazy in space. Uh, yeah. But I think it was just like, oh my God, these guys are in space. Like there is no, there's no like, uh, there's no limit to what these people can achieve just like in a car, no less. And so yeah. that felt just like fun, I'd say. Yeah, I like the realization, like the connection between the to- with the Tokyo Drift crew and yeah. like realizing, oh, they need to go to space. Oh, snap, they're going to be back. Um, right. I will say that the, I don't even remember the character's name, but the main character from Tokyo Drift, he looks, his head, he looks so different now. Like, I don't know how old That's Tokyo aging. Drift is. I don't know how old Tokyo Drift is, but like. I know it's aging, but like I feel like I see all these other characters' faces, like you know, in Fast mm-hmm. Nine as I did in in Fast One. But seeing seeing that dude, I was like, wow, that's him. And then seeing Bow Wow, maybe it's just also the fact that I haven't seen that since those big. movies either. Really, yeah, Bow Wow. Yeah, why? He got why? But like the <laughs> the main character, the, the the dude was also in Furious Seven. You know, after Han died, Vin Diesel went to see him, and. Yeah. Um, briefly, 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 very briefly. I was like, "Oh snap! They're gonna bring him into this movie." And they're like, "Nope, nope. That's, we're just gonna that, have a quick a paycheck movie. We're gonna have a quick talk with him and, and buy. Uh, we wanna, we wanna, we wanna leave Tokyo Drift over there. It doesn't, it doesn't really exist. Um, but yeah, so I it, just seeing him, I was like, "Wow, that's that's him." I can uh-huh. see his face, but at the same time, he looks so different. It's also his hair. You know, he's he's balding a bit, so that's probably yep. that's probably the major part. But yeah, yep. I, I I did enjoy seeing that part. Yeah, I mean, do you do you like the Mission Impossible series? I do, but the last one was so long. The I last remember one was long. The last one was so long. I was like, wait, we're going on another mission, and that right. mission was was much longer than the previous missions. I was ready to go home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will say though that uh, James Bond has also had a very up and down uh, yeah, history. Like Casino Royale was good. Quantum Solace was terrible. Skyfall was pretty good, yeah. but uh, what was the last one? Uh, Spectre. Spectre was not good. Yeah. Uh, it, but this new one, uh, uh, no, no time to die. I think. No time to die. I think uh, so. Th- that looks good. Um, I think that the the power of Bond is the villain. 
I think they've been finding out that if you can get a decent villain, then uh, you're you got a good shot at like a pretty uh, his like not historical but like a memorable Bond. I yeah. think what we what we what we struggle with with the Bond franchise is when you have these like really boring uh, bad guys. It's like oh great, it's another one of these like super weird like things. And when uh, Silva was in Skyfall, like you could tell, like the best uh, villains are the ones that you can empathize with. Right. Yeah. You're like, oh, I, I, I get I get why he became this like psychopath. Like who wouldn't become a psychopath? Yeah, uh, having having had to go through something like that or whatever. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think, I, I, I yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, and I, I still even feel like his backstory wasn't like the most impressive in terms of villains for such like an action movie. You know, it's it's been done before, but mm-hmm. despite that, it does it does it did fit well, and it still gave a good reasoning for why he was doing the things that he was doing and why he was out for revenge then they all of a sudden try to put in this personal connection with uh with uh was it blowfield in inspector with his, with his so. half brother or stepbrother whatever it was and it's like wait what all all the previous villains were set up in order to draw attention to james bond because he was out for revenge or whatever it was okay this was his sick idea of a game what i thought those dudes were acting independently why <laughs> what, what is going on here so yeah like that didn't make any sense and the movie overall. I, I went back and watched the Bond films. Uh, I watched the Daniel Craig ones um, a few months ago. And yeah, I thought the same thing. I thought Quantum Solace wasn't as bad as I remembered, but it's still not great. Like, especially coming off of, of uh, Casino Royale, you know, like back to back too, in, in my instance. Um, right. But yeah, you, you're very right about them. Like, Casino Royale um, and uh, Skyfall are good movies, and the other two are just not that good. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that that um, uh, Rami, uh, Mr. Robot, as, as Lane and I just referred to him as, uh, does a great job with this one. But we'll see. Yeah, he he's a good. I feel like he's a great character actor, and uh, I think he's going to be a good Bond. Uh, I, I get the feeling um, like he's good, he's a Thanos type character who just like he wants to make the world better, but his way of making the world better. Is like killing half the people. Um, that's just <laughs> yeah, a sneaking yeah. suspicion that I have. I'm not entirely he's, sure. Yeah, he's trying to go. Um, he's trying to Thanos everybody. He's yeah. not on the order of billions, but they did mention something about millions of people in the trailer. So, ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, did you see right. the uh, on, on on just really quickly on the topic of of uh, of him? Did you see the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody movie where he played Freddie Mercury? I did. Uh, is it good? Play. I haven't I haven't seen it yet. I saw it on a plane, so I probably only saw 40% of it. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, because, like, plane movies are the same. Plane movies are worse than laundry movies. Have you, do you know what a laundry movie is? Laundry it's, a, movie. it's a movie that you pop in and out of when you're, when you're, when you're doing laundry, but you're not going to, like, pause it or fast – or, sorry, pause it or rewind it when you step away from the, from the TV, right? Exactly. And in your uh, case, you've got to go, like, a different floor. Your laundry is not in your room or right. your unit. Right, it's forty four floors below me. Um, Jesus, but uh, but yeah, so so that's a laundry movie, um, where like, all right, you know, you're you're interested, but you know, you gotta you got stuff to do, right? Yeah. Plane movie is. I want to put this movie on. I've been meaning to watch it. Yeah. I'm also okay <laughs> if I pass out and just go to bed and wake up and the movie's done. You're like, okay. 
I'm okay with I'm okay with how much of that movie I saw. Uh, you know, that's that's sort of what a, a plain movie is. It's even it's even lower tier than a uh, a laundry movie, I'd say. That's funny. It's fair enough. So it looks like Bohemian Rhapsody is on Hulu for free. Well, not for free, but including your subscription. So it's good. At some if you point, like I'll probably Queen watch music, it. Yeah, if you like Queen music, you'll appreciate the movie. I'll just say that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like I would definitely appreciate the movie. Uh, another another super quick aside because I know you, I know we probably should be sh- uh, wrapping up here. But have you been watching yeah. Dave this season? No. So I have to I have to uh, fish out my uh, my Hulu login um, to watch okay. Dave. I know we're a few episodes behind. How is yeah. it? Without giving anything away, how is it? It's good. It's very different than before. Um, Uh-oh. It reminds me of... It, how did you feel about Atlanta from season one to season two? I liked it. Okay. So the shift the shift in tone... There's a shift in tone between season one and season two that I felt somewhat similar about Atlanta going from season one to season two. So some people liked Atlanta season one but didn't care for season two very much. And I think that there may be similar people, uh, similar feelings about Dave. Like we we just watched season one like a month ago, and um, season two is uh, maybe not a month ago, a little bit longer, a little bit more than a month ago now. But season two is definitely a little bit different in tone, but um, okay. it's still good. There's still some really good episodes, and uh, a lot of stressful episodes too. Like I'm, I just sit there and watch the show at times, and I'm like. I can't stand Dave. Like I can't stand the things that he does or things that he says. Like why is he doing this? Why does he do this to himself? Right. Um, and there was when something. When does Atlanta that come back? One, but I have no idea. I think I heard that they were filming season three or doing something like working on season three. I should say. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can quickly Google. It says Atlanta season three is finally filming, and this was an article in GQ from April sixth, two thousand twenty-one. So it looks like it will be coming soonish. Did you see the uh, Did you see the movie trailer for the new uh, Jordan Peele movie that's coming out next year? I did not see the trailer for it, but I heard about it. What no, is no, it not a trailer, just a poster. Just oh, a poster. oh, oh, yes, I did see that. Yeah, that's a stacked cast. I can't wait for that. Yeah. Stephen Yun. Uh, yeah, if Stephen Yun's in the movie, I'm, that's a that's a must watch. Honestly, that's what I'm most excited about, and I, I'm I need to find some time to schedule because I'm uh, Minari is is a, is a, available oh, to, to rent for that. under twenty dollars now. Finally, it's like five oh, nice. or six bucks. So I've been meaning to watch it, but I haven't seen it yet. But I'm, yeah. I'm excited to watch that movie. And yeah, like you know, you got Daniel Kaluuya coming back with, to work with uh, Jordan Peele. But yeah. that's like I see the third name on that casting list, and I was like, oh snap, Glenn's in this movie. Yeah, was <laughs> Glenn's here to to do some damage. I'm excited. Isn't it funny how some characters, some some actors will never escape a particular character that they played for some people. Like like Anthony Mackie is still Papa Doc from Eight Mile for me, and that movie is like 20 years old. Yeah, but he did really well as Papa Doc, though. <laughs> he, he I kind of wish that Captain Falcon had Papa Doc bravado. Is that, that yeah? You know what I mean? Like, no, that's fair. Yeah, Captain Falcon is it, is it Captain Falcon? No. I well, I I feel like you can call him Captain Falcon to some degree because I mean he becomes Captain America at the end. Um, but he was simply just a falcon. Okay. Um, yeah, I just I feel like he I, he he needed more confidence, and it was just so like I understand why he obviously lost his best friend, and his best friend just sort of like noped out of the role. It's like ah, I'm good. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna stay home. Uh, but yeah, Papa Doc is like the kind of uh, person with like the amount of confidence he had. Was like yeah, yeah, that's that's what you're looking for. Yeah, he had the irrational confidence. 
Like Ira- he, yeah. I mean, yeah. was it was Papa Doc irrationally confident though? I would challenge not, that. I wouldn't say irrational. I mean, he had a crew. He 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 did rap. Like he 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 had his position for a reason. But he also was just kind of like a local bully at the same time. Like you know, he didn't have a he didn't have a record deal. He was just he was just popping. Yeah, but he from, was uh, he was popping off from he, Eight Mile. Wasn't he the uh, the reigning like? Uh, yeah, the freestyle champion, champion and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was, and and it wasn't like they were just like. It wasn't like they were just riding the hype. Like he was the best rapper of his crew, and he he choked because because uh, B Rabbit called him out for his tactics, for his style of of, uh, of rapping. Like he just calls you out for the easy stuff that he knows about you. And right. uh, when he had nothing, when 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 B Rabbit made fun of himself the whole time, he had nothing to say. But in terms of rapping abilities, he probably was maybe not better than than B Rabbit, but, but but realistically probably better than B Rabbit because he had that position for a reason. Yeah, you're right. Um, all right. Final, final, final thing. Have you watched Loki yet? Yeah, I finished Loki. Okay, good. What did you think? Loved it. All right, good. Yeah, same, same. I, I, think I loved it-, it. I thought it was such a fun way to usher in Phase Four in yeah. a way that like kind of made sense. You're like, oh, okay. Given the rules of this world, when and I don't. So did you hear about how the timestamps for WandaVision and Loki match up? To where no. when uh, what? No, go ahead. I did not. Uh, so uh, when Wanda becomes the Scarlet Witch, uh, at the same exact moment, they're saying that that is potentially a Nexus event because that's where uh, the dude uh, who's who's in charge of everything. Uh, what's his name? Kang. Yeah, yeah, Kang. Yeah. Uh, Kang like he's like, oh, I kind of know everything that happened, but only to like ten seconds ago. Right. Uh, and he like drops the thing to figure out like if like everything is still exactly the same. That's exact. If you watch the timestamps, that is when she became the Scarlet Witch, and they're saying that because she's so powerful, that her becoming the Scarlet Witch is a Nexus event. Was like super interesting. Uh, huh. That at the exact same timestamp in both episodes, like that is not. Uh, you don't do no, that by mistake. That. Yeah, that's interesting. No, I did not see that. Um, I will say that I find I, I really enjoyed Loki. Um, I really liked WandaVision as well. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, while I liked it overall, it does it its theme, its tone is so different than those mm-hmm. two other shows. And it felt it felt like like the shows made sense within the context of I guess the of I feel like Cap, I feel like Captain America and the Winter or sorry Falcon and the Winter Soldier should have been the first thing where it was like this is the transition between phase three and phase four from their perspective but like wandavision and loki really do set you up for phase four and all like the crazy time movies that are coming up you know the the new doctor strange and whatever that movie's called uh the uh ant-man and uh the wasp and quantumania the spider-man which is like supposedly they're bringing in the uh toby mcguire and andrew garfield's spider-man oh because it's a multiverse exactly the multiverse so it seems like they're doing a whole lot of like timeline multiverse uh, stuff with a lot of the movies coming up i I suspect the eternals are also going to be doing something related to the time stuff so it like falcon and falcon and the winter soldier while once again like i liked the show for what it was especially relatively you know comparing to um themes from like phase two in terms of like these grounded threats and whatnot um the show is just so different than these other two. They just kind of, it stands out as, uh, you know, just 
it stands out. It's, it stands completely separate from these other two shows. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, loved Loki. Thought it was really good. Yeah, it's been a good transition from end of three to beginning of four. And you're right. While the uh, Captain Falcon Winter Soldier one wasn't my favorite, it was just nice to see something a little less fantastical and something a little yeah. bit more grounded in our world and be like, oh, what does happen if someone that isn't Steve Rogers picks up the the shield, you know? Yeah. And so, and so someone that was who's not the, even super powered too. Right, right. Someone who like had a lot of valor but could be corrupted. And then for me, it was always interesting, not to get too deep. You get as deep as you want in these shows, but, you know, what does does power corrupt? And how good can you be uh, and still be corruptible? Felt like a really interesting thing that they uh, yeah, that they explored. True. That's um, very true. And so I like that it was sort of grounded. It wasn't my favorite by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, similar to a lot of the other, um, a lot of the other Marvel sort of mini worlds that they create. It was just nice to see familiar faces come up again. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was really dope. I think this is one of like the weirdest, uh, like all encompassing tight knit communities, which is the Marvel universe. Like who isn't in a Marvel movie at this point? Right. And you'd yeah. also have to be like, oh man, remember when you were like, uh, like who played Hela in, uh, in whichever Thor that Thor was? Thor Ragnarok. I'm looking it up right now because I don't. Because she's her an name. amazing actress, but like, uh, I just I just think it's so Kate funny. Blanchett. Yeah, Kate Blanchett's like an Oscar a winning actor, you know? Yeah. She's one of the best actors, period. And she played Hela, and Hela was such an amazing character. Uh, and so I, I just love that. I love do you that feel so like, much. Do you feel like if Hela survived for like, I don't know, an hour longer and, she, and Thanos showed up, he could she could have killed him easily? I don't know if she would have killed him. I think she's that... super. She was super powerful. Like, oh, she, yeah. she, she... She destroyed Mjolnir, no problem. Well, yeah. But I, she's got a home court advantage for that kind of stuff, though. Yeah, I guess so. She, she's, she's, she's the firstborn, right? Like, yeah. it almost makes Thor look less interesting because he's... I always thought that Thor was the oldest, but when you find out that, oh, he's got an older sister, it's like, oh. Well, he always thought he was the oldest, too. He had no yeah. clue. He was like, wait, uh, what? Oh, uh, older <laughs> sister. No wonder she's upset, right? Because right. she's been asked to commit war crimes with her father... And yep. then the father's like retconning the history. He's like, ah, yeah. just kidding. We're like, we're good guys. And she's like, are you kidding me? The shit yeah. that I had to do. Um, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah. Um, I liked it though, overall. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to bring anything up anymore. So unless you got anything, I'll say we should get out of here. All right. I just diamonded SMGs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Alright, well, on that note, I am Ressa. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. See you guys next week.